Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Today was a very encouraging day for the UFO community because we heard from top politicians in Washington, D.C. who say they're going to continue trying to fight for UFO disclosure. Uh, Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, along with uh, Republican Senator uh, Mike Rounds, talked about it on the Senate floor today. And uh, it was very interesting stuff. And to me, it sounds a lot like they, they're they admitting, basically, that there is a cover-up and it's been going on for decades and that people deserve to know the truth about UFOs. Um, as we all know, the uh, UAP Disclosure Act, which was which is a part of the National Defense Authorization Act for 2024, except it's gutted now. The provisions in it that would have been uh, effective in pushing and uh, moving the the needle as far as UFO disclosure have been removed. Um, uh, David Grush and his, actually the whistleblower uh, and former Air Force official last night made comments that uh, maybe it's we should make this a political issue. And I, I totally agree with that. I mean, UFO should be a political issue. And it's interesting that you're seeing this on a bipartisan uh, manner because I, I think these people realize that this is a, a, a winning topic. I mean, this is... I mean, if you're pushing for UFO disclosure, trying to get the truth out to the people about what's been getting hidden, what's been hidden from, from the public for decades, that that you, you can't lose with that. I mean, who, I, I can't imagine people out there who would who would, would not want something like this, who would, would not want UFO disclosure. I'm sure there's a few, like some of the minions that follow debunkers. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, you, you, I mean you're going to get, uh, you have good chances of getting reelected, I believe, uh, if you're a proponent of UFO disclosure. But anyway, let's go through uh, uh, the some of the highlights today. The actually all the we're going to go through all of this. Uh, what they were, when everything that they were talking about when it comes to UFOs, we're going to go through all of it, and uh, we'll talk about it as we go through this. Uh, anyway, let's check it out. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Here's Chuck Schumer. So I see my friend Senator Rounds is on the floor, and ask him to engage in a colloquy on an important set of provisions in the NDAA that deals with transparency, trust and government oversight, the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Disclosure Act that he and I co-sponsored, and portions of which we will pass in the NDAA. I say to my friend that unidentified unanimous phenomena are of immense interest and curiosity to the American people. But with that curiosity comes the risk for confusion, disinformation, and mistrust especially if the government isn't, isn't prepared to be transparent. The United States government has gathered a great deal of information about UAPs over many decades, but has refused to share it with the American people. That is wrong, and additionally, it breeds mistrust. Okay, let me just stop there for a second. Now, outside of that gaffe where he, where he called the unidentified unanimous phenomenon, I don't know, this is the second time that Chuck Schumer's made this made a gaffe when he's talking about UFOs. Uh, in a in a previous uh, floor proceeding uh, recently, he called it UAEs instead of UAPs, and now he's calling it unidentified uh, uh, unanimous phenomena. I mean, I don't know what the hell that is.
That reminds me of something out of Young Frankenstein, the comedy movie from the 70s where uh, Gene, Gene Wilder's yelling, uh, Senegive? Well, that's what that reminds me of. But anyway, uh, yeah, Chuck, you got to get that part right. But you hear what he's saying here. Uh, after that, he makes the statement that, uh, yeah, these things, th- th- there's a cover-up. It's been going on f- for decades now. P- they're not telling us there's a segment in the government that is sitting on this information, and, and they're not telling the public what it is. Uh, I'd like to know what Chuck Schumer and some of these other senators know about it. I mean, I'm sure that they uh, have learned some things that the public has not learned yet uh, when they had uh, uh, meetings with some of these whistleblowers in skiffs. So obviously he's pushing forward on this and he believes that there is a cover-up. He's saying it right out. I mean, isn't that in effect uh, some sort of a disclosure in itself? Uh, the fact that you have the the top senator, uh, the majority leader in the Senate, making a statement like that, saying that for decades that the the government's not telling the truth about UFOs, that's basically what he said. That's He's basically admitting that there's a cover-up. Anyway, let's continue here. We've also been notified by multiple credible sources that information on UAPs has also been withheld from Congress, which, if true, is a violation of the laws requiring full notification to the legislative branch especially as it relates to the four congressional leaders, the defense committees, and the intelligence committee. So the bill I worked on with Senator Rounds offered a common sense solution. Let's increase transparency on UAPs by using a model that works, by following what the federal government did 30 years ago with the JFK Assassination Records Collection Act. They established a presidentially appointed board to review and release these records, and it was a huge success. We should do the same here with UAPs. Senator from South Dakota, I yield. Thank, thank you, and, and I thank my colleague, uh, the Democrat leader, for the opportunity to speak to this particular issue today. This is an issue that, uh, that I think has caught the attention of the American people, and most certainly the lack of transparency on the matter, which is of real interest to a lot of the folks that have watched from the outside, uh, well, it, it brings together, I think, a notable parallel in the withholding of information uh, that the, that about items that are in the government's possession uh, regarding, in this particular case, uh, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. That same approach by government in terms of the possible withholding of information brings more questions and more attention to the issue of the assassination. We wanted to take that same approach with regard to how we could dispel myths, misinformation about UAPs, about unidentified flying objects, unidentified objects that simply have come to the attention of the American people. Congress did pass legislation 30 years ago requiring the review and release of all records relating to that historic tragedy, the assassination of John Kennedy, which has led to the release of a great deal of information. The UAP Disclosure Act was closely modeled on the JFK Records Act. Say to my colleague from South Dakota, who we've worked with as a great team on this issue and many other issues, I might add, Uh, It's beyond disappointing that the House has refused to work with us on all the important elements of the UAP Disclosure Act during the NDAA conference. But nevertheless, we did make important progress. For the first, for the first time, the National Archives will gather records from across the federal government on UAPs. 
and have a legal mandate to release those records to the public if appropriate. This is a major, major win for government transparency on UAPs, and it gives us a strong foundation for more action in the future. Okay, let me just stop there for a second. So he brings up the fact that the House didn't work with the Senate. Now, uh, I don't think we could blame the entire House on, on this. I mean, we're talking about a handful of uh, politicians there, people like Mike Turner, who's the head of the House Intelligence Committee, uh, along with Mike Rogers, who's a, a, the head of the House Armed Services Committee. It's those two guys, for the most part, from everything that we've been hearing uh, from insiders, they're the ones who are holding this up. Uh, uh, they're, they're puppets for the military industrial complex. They receive a lot of campaign contributions from defense contractors. And that's what's what it, this was. There was a bipartisan effort in the house, uh, Republicans and Democrats. It's only been a handful of, of some Republicans who were bought off and paid, uh, for, you know, with, uh, legal bribes, basically. That's what it is. We have legal bribery in this country. Uh, and that's what it is. I mean, they get told that they get receive money from these entities and then they do what those entities want them to do. They don't care about what the people want. They do what the, what their donors tell them to do. And that's what's happened here. That's why this thing was, was canned. Uh, it's because of just a handful of people somehow are able to hold these things up the way, the way the Congress is, is set up. The, these things could happen for some reason. It doesn't make any sense in a democracy, but that's exactly what's happened. Uh, but again, it's really awesome to hear these guys today saying that they're not going to uh, give up on this and they're going to keep pushing forward with uh, uh, efforts to uh, end this cover-up. But anyway, let's continue. Sir, and I, I think probably the most significant shortcomings that I think we need to visit about as well, shortcomings of the conference committee agreement that are now being voted on were the rejection, first of all, of a government-wide review board composed of expert citizens presidentially appointed and Senate confirmed to control the process of reviewing the records and recommending to the president what records should be released immediately or postponed and a requirement as a transparency measure for the government to obtain any recovered UAP material or biological remains that may have been provided to private entities in the past and thereby hidden from Congress and the American people. We are lacking oversight opportunities and we are not fulfilling our responsibilities. Well, I'd let me just stop there again. I mean, it's an amazing what we're talking about here in Congress right now. Think about it. He's talking about biological remains of non-human intelligence on the Senate floor today. I mean, we have been making uh, some track. There's some traction going on here. If you, this is on. This would be unheard of ten years ago. Something like this happening. The fact that you have top senators talking like this on the Senate floor today, talking about biological remains of extraterrestrials. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about a cover-up that's been going on for decades. They're talking about uh, the need for more transparency for the American people. It's incredible, but we are we are taking strides. There's no question. When you see something like this, you watch something like this today, this is very, very uh, encouraging as far as I'm concerned. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
Anyway, let's continue here. I'd like to echo what my friend Senator Rounds has said today and on many occasions. It's essential we keep working on our proposal to create an independent, presidentially appointed review board that can oversee UAP classified records and create a system for releasing them where appropriate to the public. Again, as the Senator has said, it's the same method used for the JFK records and it continues to work to this very day. It is really an outrage the House didn't work with us on adopting our proposal for a review board, which of course, by definition here, is bipartisan in the Senate. Now it means that declassification of UAP records will be largely up to the same entities that have blocked, obfuscated their disclosure for decades. Okay, let me just stop there. So basically, we're still the same uh, uh, pit that we've been in. He's pointing that out. I mean, the same people that are in charge are going to still be in charge, and, and there's no way that the Pentagon's going to release these records. It'd be nice if they did. It would actually be better for the secret control group, as far as I'm concerned, if they were to just... Uh, disclose the truth, bring it forward to the public and let everyone know what's been going on. You know, just say, okay, this, the, the jig is up. Okay, you're on to us. This is, what, this is what's been happening. There's no need for, for Arrow anymore. There's no need for uh, any sort of uh, uh, any sort of new uh, regulations that you're trying to pass any, anymore. Here, here's the stuff. We admit it. This is what's been going on and here's the reason why. That, that's what they really should do. It would be nice. It would save us a lot of trouble here, wouldn't it? Uh, but that's not going to happen. Obviously, if it, I mean they, they they would have allowed this bill to pass. I mean, it would uh, if they allowed that UAP Disclosure Act to be included in the in the National Defense Authorization Act, and that would have been that would have you know allowed them to present this stuff and, and be off the hook. Actually, it would have given them the opportunity to get off the hook that they they, they wouldn't be uh, they would grant them immunity in in a way because they wouldn't have to uh, they would ha they would be granted a certain amount of time to get to, to provide. To, uh, information to the government about what they have with regard to recovered extraterrestrial craft, extraterrestrial bodies, whatever. And, uh, uh, but they didn't want to do that because they don't want to tell the truth. They don't want the people to know what's been going on. They don't want anyone to know about the extraterrestrial reality. That's the bottom line. Anyway, let's continue. We will keep working. I want to assure the American people, Senator Rounds and I will keep working to change the status quo. And before I yield finally to him, I'd like to just acknowledge my dear friend, the late Harry Reid, a mentor who cared about this issue a great deal. So he's looking down and smiling on us, but he's also importuning us to get the rest of this done, which we will do everything we can to make happen. Um, okay, let me just stop there. He talked about Harry Reid, of course, Harry Reid, the, uh, the, the late uh, politician who... Uh, late senator who, who who was someone that was pushing for this as well early on in 2017 like he was someone who was instrumental in the early days of this he was talking about him and he's talking about the fact that they're going to keep moving forward and that's very encouraging and and i i we uh, the people we, we got to keep you know the people in the ufo community need to keep sending messages to their uh representatives and to the to the to these senators and letting them know hey we, we want you to keep pushing this we want the truth about ufos we want the truth about the extraterrestrial presence and you got to keep pushing for this and and i think that's as long as people keep doing that they're they're you know keep their uh keep them uh, keep these uh people these in, in congress uh on the move uh then we might see something it will, maybe there will be something that will, will will happen in 2024 that will uh maybe we will get uh the uap disclosure act we'll have another maybe we'll have another shot at it next year who knows anyway let's continue i, I agree with my friend and colleague to those who think 
that the Citizen Review Board that would have been created in our UAP Disclosure Act, that it would be unprecedented and somehow it would go too far. We note that the proposed review board was very closely modeled on the review board established in the JFK Assassination Records Act of 1992, which has successfully guided the release of records to the American public on another very sensitive matter of high interest to the American people. And it does one more thing that we really need to recognize, and that is that there is, we believe, information and data that has been collected by more than just the Department of Defense, but by other agencies of the federal government as well. And by allowing for an outside, independent collection of these records, we can make progress in terms of dispelling myths and providing accurate information to the American people. Again, okay, let me just stop there. <laughs> Okay, uh, the nine ma the, the the nine panel board that was something that got scratched along with the, the it would have things like uh, that and also the em, there was an eminent domain clause in in, in that uh, UAP disclosure act that would have basically made any kind of recovered extraterrestrial craft the property of the United States. Uh, the nine panel review board would look at uh, data submitted by different uh, defense contractors and government agencies uh, and, and determine whether these things need to be uh, should be released to the public or not. And then the, the president would sign off on it, uh, it you know, ha have the final say on it. And those things are gone. Uh, and, and also there was a, and also a, a, there was something in there about uh, providing subpoena power for Congress to question some of these people that are, uh, I guess, part of the cover up. Uh, but it's interesting uh, w that we're actually hearing any of this kind of stuff coming from people in Washington. It's it's incredible, actually. It, Ten years ago, like I said before, it would, something like this would be impossible. I thank my colleague and pledge to work with him and other bipartisan colleagues in the future to build upon what we've achieved in the conference report. We encourage our colleagues to join us in the further investigation of this issue and in advancing legislation that will complete what we have accomplished in this NDAA. And I yield the floor. Now, that was pretty good stuff, I got to say. Uh, so it's very encouraging. They're not going to stop. And that's good news for all of us, I must say. Uh, no question about it. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to move on here to another story I want to talk about. And that is... Uh, there was a case from 1988 that uh, I think is very interesting, and uh, it involved some uh, young people who actually saw beings that only had one eye, uh, some humanoid creatures that only had one eye in the middle of their head, like a, like a cyclops. Um, and here's an article. Uh, this is from uh, anomalien.com, and I'll leave the link so you can check it out for yourself. And the headline reads, One-Eyed Bald Dwarfs Scared Argentine Teenagers in 1988. Okay, and here's the article. It says, In 1988, an Argentine news story emerged detailing an encounter between four teenagers and a group of short, bald humanoids with frog-like skin and a single eye. Whether these entities were aliens, interdimensional beings, or merely part of a hoax remains unknown. Let me just, be, before we go on here, if it was a hoax, it was, you know, a lot of people got fooled because the the, the local newspaper in, uh, in this Argentina town at the time ran a big article on it. They had pictures of the footprints that these things left behind. Uh, they had a, a drawing of the, of the one of the creatures as described by the, uh, by the youths. Uh, and we'll talk about it here as we go through it. It says, on the night of October 27th, 1988, in Per- 
Pergamino, Argentina, the four teenage boys were en route to the Viajantes nightclub when they spotted the unusual creatures in a park. As per their description, these creatures were devoid of hair, had skin reminiscent of frogs, and bore a single large eye on their faces. The beings emitted guttural sounds, causing great distress to the teenagers. The very next morning, the story made headlines in the local newspaper, La Opinion, with the headline, Have Aliens Landed in Pergamino? prompting widespread shock and fear across the city. The article, spanning two pages, featured images of peculiar prints found on the ground, eyewitness interviews, and notably a drawing portraying the appearance of a one-eyed dwarf sketched by one of the teenage witnesses. Now let me just stop there for a second. You know, I was looking into this today after I read. The, I was reading about this earlier, and, uh, you know, there's... There's not many life forms on this planet that only have one eye. There is one. It's it's actually called Cyclops. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, one of the copods, a type of it's a small crustacean uh, that's found in like natural bodies of water, and uh, that's probably the only thing out there uh, on this world uh, that has only one eye. Uh, that's the only kind of life form. But that doesn't mean that something like this could have developed someplace else and became a, and, and more intelligent <laughs> it's amazing to think but uh if this story is true and i don't see why it's not i mean why would the you know why would a bunch of kids decide okay you know let's just say we saw one-eyed aliens running around the park uh, and we'll tell the newspaper and get everyone all worked up uh, i don't think that's the case anyway it says here the incident's exact location was pinpointed as a section of Kali 14 in the park general san martin area bordering the territory of club de via jantas near the national route 188 the witnesses included a four, included 14 year old christian cassio and three 19 year olds javier jagu Silvio peno and dario duran while three witnesses reported encountering six green dwarfs one insisted there were only five all four affirmed that alongside the odd sounds the dwarfs gestured with their hands attempting to communicate now let me just stop there again now you're talking about some teenage kids you know i don't know if teenage kids are going to make up a story like this uh why would one say that i only saw five and the other one other ones would say six they would have had their story straight if they're going to make something up like this and i don't think that's the case again i think that this is something that happen i think that it sounds like similar to other encounters that sometimes occur uh, between human beings and extraterrestrials surprise encounters uh and i think that this one could possibly be real and uh, i've never heard of these creatures that i've never heard of this description before uh but then again i haven't read every single ufo book out there but anyway let's continue here it says According to the teenagers, they were walking past the park when the strange creatures suddenly emerged from the bushes, causing them to flee in fear. Christian Cassio's account of the event follows. There were five of them. All of them were without clothes and spoke incomprehensibly. They made something like guttural moans. When they saw me, they all immediately pointed their fingers at me. I immediately made an Olympic jump from there. Looking at a little over two feet tall, these creatures were. Uh, with one eyeball on their in their head. After that, my friends and I went to La Caminera, where we told everyone about what we had seen, but at first they did not believe us. Later, when they concluded that we were sane, we all returned to the Club de Vigiantes. 
Uh, in the morning, while inspecting the park in a place where a group of dwarfs were allegedly seen, strange footprints were discovered on the ground as if human, but as if left by small children. In the following days, a real pilgrimage began to this place, probably all the residents of Pergamino who could walk visit it here. When interviewing employees of the Club di Vigiantis, a strange episode became known that occurred at the same time as the sighting of the dwarfs. Uh, here's employee Alicia Leal's story. In the back of the dining room, a light appeared, illuminating the room, unidentifiable, and someone was trying to open the door. I turned off the lamps and immediately tried to see if they were thieves. I did not hear any noise or conversations. After a few seconds, this light began to move and then disappeared. On the street, about 100 meters away, I saw Hector Juan Martinez and one of my grandchildren, who were talking among themselves, but they apparently did not see anything unusual here. I immediately told them what I saw, and a police patrol immediately arrived and told us that they had seen a group of green dwarfs. Only then did I fully understand the situation. So this lady was uh, in this building, and she was seeing these strange lights. Uh, people outside weren't, did not notice them, but she saw these lights in, 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 inside, uh, uh, shining inside the building. And I guess it, was, it seemed very strange. It happened at the same time as this sighting of the dwarfs. Anyway, she continues here. She says, the young people who said they saw... Uh, what could be some kind of alien were very excited about what happened and I was also amazed by the behavior of the dog that lives here with us the dog never barked even though he was close to the place where I saw the light Hector Juan Martinez interviewed by journalists confirmed that he actually did not see or hear anything strange when he was standing next to the club and only found out about what happened when the police arrived now whether that has something to do with what these kids saw or not we'll never know uh, anyway, it says here, alas, in, subse in subsequent years, this case did not go far from the information that appeared in a newspaper, though ufologists and police investigators tried to study it. So we don't have much information on this one, but I think it's what I find it, uh, very interesting about it is, is the appearance of the beings themselves. They're a little over two feet tall with one eye in the middle of their head. And that's, that's on this planet, that's something very rare. Uh, you'll find it just in one, as far as I could tell, there's only one creature that is, is uh, has evolved like that with one eye. And if you have one eye, you're not going to be able to see three dimensions. Uh, you need two eyeballs to see that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why something, how something like that could evolve. But if, uh, if these, if they, if they saw it, if they're, if, if these creatures were something, beings from another planet, well, I guess anything is possible. When you think about how vast space is, I guess uh, who knows the kind of creatures that could have developed and uh, and and, and uh, created technological wonders to get here. Who we just have no idea. Anyway, uh, moving on, I want to talk about the uh, recent Spotify poll. Uh, this was for the uh, episode Farmer's Life Ruined After Getting Beamed by UFO slash Grush Plans to Reveal More UFO Secrets. I asked this question. Did, the extra, did extraterrestrials deliberately harm Luis Barroso Fernandez when they directed a laser beam in his face in 1976, or was it an accident? Uh, there's 35 votes so far. Uh, 11 people or 31.4% say it was deliberate while 24 people or 68.6% say it was an accident. Now, of course, the story we're talking about, there was this farmer back in 1976 who was, uh, in a field and he saw this UFO and it shined this, uh, like a laser beam in his face and it conked him out. 
uh, and it, it ruined his life, basically. A- after that, his, his mind started to regress to that of a one-year-old, uh, and his skin was all burned at the time, but after time, it was, like, replaced with baby skin. And then he eventually died uh, uh, in the early 1990s. Uh, but he, his life was ruined. He was basically uh, an invalid for, for after this. It, it just destroyed him. Uh, but did they do it on purpose or was it an accident? Majority of people are saying it was an accident that the aliens did not mean to do that. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess none of us were there. We have, we have no idea what the intentions of these beings uh, were. Uh, I, I pointed out in the, in the episode, it, it could have been deliberate. Uh, they could have done this on purpose as some sort of experiment. I mean, who knows? Uh, I just don't know. I don't know how any of us could know. But if I were to take a guess, I would, uh, if, if, you know what, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying, I, I, you know, I'm going to go with the minority. I think it might've been deliberate. If I, if, you know, if somebody was to force an answer out of me, I'd say it was deliberate. I, 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 I've never heard of something like this before. This is like a, a one of a kind kind of uh, case. And, uh, it doesn't make any sense why, uh, these beings would want to do something like this, but apparently they did. And uh, it could have been for an experiment. Uh, who knows? Uh, who knows? Who knows what the intentions were? Uh, I mean, I, it doesn't make me right. It could have been an accident, too. I mean, maybe they didn't even know the guy was there. And the next thing you know, oh, my God, it's too late now. Oh, let's get out of here quick. Nothing we can do about it. But then again, we don't even know. This guy could have been abducted. He, who, who knows what could have happened? I mean, when, when he... he when this thing, this ray shined in his face, when he came out of it, he it knocked him out. But when he woke up, he was in a different place than he was when he when when the when he got hit with this thing. So did they abduct him and look at him? They didn't try. They didn't, they didn't help him. I guess did they? Uh, so that's why I say it might have been. That's why I believe it was could have been deliberate. I mean, the guy apparently he was conked out. He wakes up in a different location than from where he got knocked out at, and these beings are gone. I mean, I have a feeling that they. They slammed him in the face with this beam. This doesn't make me right. Again, this is just pure speculation. They slammed him in the in the face with this beam of a uh, uh, ray or whatever it was, conked him out, brought him on board, did something else to him, laid him back out in the ground, and then just took off. And who, who, for all we know, they might have been monitoring him for the rest of his life until he finally uh, uh, died. Who knows? But again, it's just pure speculation. We have no idea. Uh, but I, I mean, and, and the funny thing about that case too, is that n- there were numerous doctors from different countries that looked at this guy and none of them could figure out what, what happened, what was wrong, what was causing it. And unfortunately the family members did not allow an autopsy. Uh, I think they, sh- I, I really think they should have. I mean, maybe we might not have learned anything, but at least you would have had that autopsy. You, you would have had, uh, some knowledge one way or another. Anyway, I want to say thank you all for joining me until next time. Thank you.